Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Sheree Felice, and this week I am joined by Jeff Schwab, one of the founders of FIG, or Formosa Improv Group. Listen in as we discuss doing improv in Chinese and English, and the rule of yes and. So, why did you decide to form the Formosa Improv Group? So I've, I've always done improv, and I lived in Beijing for ten years. And when I was in Beijing, I joined a group called Big, a bilingual improv group, and we had developed sort of a, a community that was made improv accessible for people, whether they were Chinese speakers or English speakers. So when I came to Taipei, I realized that there was not this type of group, there was not this type of community. So I wanted to start it because it's something that's been a very positive. Impact on my life, and I feel like it's a positive impact on the community as well. Okay, where are you originally from? I'm from Virginia, in the U.S. Oh, okay. So, how many members are in Formosa Improv Group? I would say around fifteen, twelve to fifteen people at any given time. So, some people come come in and out of Taipei, but yeah, that's, that's about how many we have. Okay, and how long has it been going on for? So, in August, we just came upon our, our year. Anniversary, so just over a year. Then, so there are other improv groups in Taiwan. How does your improv group differ from the other ones?、Uh, yeah, there there are other improv groups.、Um, I know that one of the more established groups is like one called Guts,、um, and I've only seen them once, but they they play to quite large audiences. They work with microphones, and they can do quite more corporate events. We kind of run on a more pay by value scale, and and are more. I say we're we're. As much about community building as we are about、uh, community building through improvising, and I think that another one of the big differences is that we really, in our part of our core values, relates back to making everything bilingual. So we want to make sure that that people do not feel excluded if they can't speak English or if they if they can't speak Chinese. So that there's a both communities are are equally served. Okay, so why don't you first explain to our audience what is improv? Yeah, so I would say that improv is performing on stage without a script. So that's as basic as you get. So you just you go according to what the audience suggests, and then、um, you just say yes to that, and you go from there. So one of the one of the main rules about improv is the idea of yes and. So if someone gives you an idea. Then you work with that idea rather than arguing against that idea or rejecting or blocking that idea. So you're going on stage with nothing.、Um, you're only going on stage with the audience suggestion and ideally another improviser or two to work with. Okay. And how do you make that bilingual? Because it seems to me that if you're doing a show, it would be hard to switch back and forth between languages. There's different ways to do it. You could do sort of scenes, like different scenes. Maybe one scene is English, the next scene is Chinese, the next scene is English. So you go back and forth, or within a scene, maybe suddenly your character will start speaking somewhat. You know, like and and you'll you'll mix in English and Chinese into your scene, but you know you don't want to break the reality of that character. So so if the other character wouldn't suddenly say, "Hey, you're you're suddenly speaking Chinese." No, it's just that's just part of the reality of the scene that this scene. These characters are speaking in English and Chinese, so it just goes back and forth. So you kind of have to have an idea about like how much your scene partner understands. But even if they don't, they should pretend like they're understanding everything. <laughs>、so. Okay, is it majority of the time done alone, or do you usually do it with a scene partner or with three people or four people? 
Yeah, so improv is different from stand-up because stand-up is like like one person up on stage, but like, improv is almost always up on stage with someone else. Maybe two people, maybe three, maybe four, maybe five. Maybe you have the whole group up there. Like you could be in a forest where eight people are up there and there's different trees on stage and there's someone that's an owl or something or a fox and there's two people performing. So, yeah, you really want someone up there to work with and to help you build your story in your scene. What are some of the topics that the audience comes up with? What are some popular ones? That's hard to say. I, I guess it depends on what we ask the audience so, um, and what the theme of the show is. So, like, sometimes we have different themes. Like, we might be performing, might be doing a musical, a musical improv, and we ask for the title of a musical that doesn't exist, and we just ask for an adjective and a noun, so, you know, the, the crazy fox. Or we might ask for, like, you know, an object. Uh, what's an object that can fit in my pocket, you know? And uh, normally, like, Audiences are always someone who's yelling out that that dirty object first. Sometimes overlooking that first suggestion, or we ask for a location, or maybe a a political event or some event that's happened recently. You know, to to, to spark the idea of of that scene. Not necessarily the scene is about that, but that might give an idea. And then oftentimes we have uh, scenes that are based on true stories because some of the funniest and most entertaining performances are. Um, based on uh, truth and comedy. So. Okay. So how often do you put on shows, and where do you put them on? Well, we've been putting on shows, well, normally one sixth show a month. That's our, like, main stage show. We've been, and we've been performing at the Red Room, so we try to stay consistent with that, and that's normally the last Saturday of the month. Uh, I know that they're moving, so we're right now researching some different locations. But then we have, like, other side shows. I think that on the 15th, um, we're doing a smaller spot that's, like, cabaret, and um, a few of our members are, are joining, joining that. And as I mentioned, besides that, we have a weekly workshop um, where we'll host a free-paid, high-value um, workshop where we, we teach kind of different improv skills. And that's on now Tuesday night. So... Yeah, so tonight we would have that workshop. So every Tuesday you conduct a workshop to teach people improv skills? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and how many people usually attend those? At the beginning we had like way too many people, like 40 or so. It was hard to you know, move around the space. But, but now we've, we've, we've kind of uh, evened out about, sometimes we'll have like, I would say around maybe 15 to 20 people or so for those on, on Tuesday nights, and those are from 7 to 9. And, we, again, we've been doing them at the, at the Red Room, but we'll, we'll be moving to another location after, since, they're, since they'll be moving as well. Um, but, yeah, those, those have been going really well, and that's really been part of what's helped build up the community is doing these workshops. Okay, so tell me about joining Farmosa Improv Group. Can anybody join, and is there tryouts to join oh, the club? So right now, I mean, we're, we're rather large for an improv group. Most improv groups, I guess, have a performing ensemble of maybe eight to ten members, whereas we might have, like, 15 or so. So that's kind of large. So, like, we aren't really necessarily taking any new members now. But what we have done in the past is, is through the Tuesday workshops, those people who consistently come, we have invited um, people to, to join. And also, because we realize we're quite large, we want to provide other challenges and opportunities for those who are joining and, and uh, dedicated to our workshops. So we've done two six-week intensive classes where we've taken a small group of people, and those were uh, those members were the same members, and so we led them through six weeks of classes, and um, then they joined one of our shows. They were like the opening group in our last show, actually. 
we call it SIGDA, like SIGDA, like SIG University. So these are a group of about nine people, I think, and they open up for our group, and they join with us at the end of the show as well. So we'll probably be doing um, these kind of intensive six-week courses just sporadically throughout the year to offer more opportunities for those people who join our workshops to get some stage time. If people want to find out more information about your groups and your workshops, where would they go? So, yeah, Facebook, Formosa Improv Group, uh, Fig, and then uh, I'll be posting some Meetup as well. Got a, a line group. I would say that, um, yeah, just to, to check us out on Facebook and we promote our, our workshops or any shows that we have there. I would say just, just to come on out. The workshops are from 7 to 9 p.m. currently on Tuesdays. Okay, so your workshops and your shows, are they free to go to or do they cost money? So they're uh, pay by value. Um, so technically free, uh, the, uh, the, the workshops, we have a suggested donation of $107, and then for the shows as well, we have suggested um, suggested donation of 300 uh, for the shows. And that's just uh, to keep us, because this is nothing that any one of us is doing for a job. None of us are getting paid for it, um, but there are costs that are associated um, with uh, venue rental, um, you know, certain, certain things like that. Um, we are also... Uh, we joined um, the Manila Improv Festival, one of the best improv festivals in Asia, um, probably the best one um, in this last year. Um, and then this next year, in April, we'll be joining the Singapore Improv Festival, where I think there are over 60 teams from all around the world um, that are going to be joining that festival. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite... Um, and, and, you know, some of these donations go towards helping to fund um, uh, that and uh, our, our continued growth and building of the community, yeah. Okay, so when you say pay for value, what you mean is if you want to enjoy improv and you are broke and are hard up for cash, it's not a requirement to pay if you go, want to go to the workshops or see the shows. But to help support you guys, and if you're not hard up for cash, then it is highly recommended that you make at least a small donation, correct? Yes, 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 that's, that's true. Okay. What advice would you give to someone who maybe has a mental workshop, maybe hasn't done any improv at all, and just wants to dip their foot and start getting into the scene? What advice would you give them? What advice would I give? I would give that come to the workshops and say yes to that. So um, that the only thing some people worry that oh, without a script on stage, that that they'll mess things up, or they won't be funny, or they won't be entertaining, but um, one thing to remember is that, you know, it sounds cliche, but life is improv. I mean, you know, you can only plan things so far. and Every single day of your life, you're improvising uh, because you, there's no script to the conversations that you have. I mean, you may have, there may be some questions that you wrote down for the interview, but, um, you know, sometimes you have to you have to say yes and to the answers that I give, and that might change how, how you form your questions. So, Every day you're improvising um, and you're listening. So it's something that we're doing anyway. Uh, I just don't think a lot of people realize it. I mean, uh, you're not going to get laughs at everything. It's less about getting laughs and more about building stories. I think whenever someone's trying to be funny, they're not going to be funny. If they're trying to be, if they're being truthful, then you'll hear the sound of the audience leaning in and listening, which is as as gratifying as getting laughs. So everyone falls in their face, and most people forget about <laughs> what, what happens in an improv show anyway. So, so I 
like a mirror. As if you're on stage having fun, then the audience is having fun. So I rarely look at the audience or pay that much attention. I mostly am, am focusing on the story and my scene partner. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for speaking with me. Sure. No worries. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's it for this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. I'd like to thank Jeff again for joining me. Don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode. And as always, remember to take care of yourselves. I'm Sheree Felice.